0: are locked on Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. It's your favorite Tar Heel voice. Welcome to Locked On Tar Heels. It's a great day to be a Tar Heels, as always. I'm your host Candace Cooper. Thank you so much for joining me today. Do yourself a favor. Make sure you download, subscribe to the podcast from anywhere. You can also join the fun via Twitter by following at Locked On Heels or me personally at Candace D. Cooper. So here's what I have on tap for today. We're going to talk UNC-Duke game, obviously a big win for the Heels over the weekend. I'm going to hear some comments from Roy about what it all means to wrap up the season for these seniors. Then we got to talk about how the women were knocked out of the first round of the women's tournament for the ACC. What lies ahead for them as they prep for the NCAA tournament? finally we're going to get you geared up for the ACC tournament on the men's side as we also give you some highlights to some ACC honors as some of your UNC stars made a list for. So let's talk about that all today. Hope you guys had a great weekend. It was nice outside for once in North Carolina. The sun is shining consistently. It should be 80 degrees this week. We can get excited for that. It is what a time (laughs) to be alive, right? So we are glad to be in the land of of the living, and we are glad that we got to witness two wins from the Tar Heels beating Duke for the second time on a Saturday night. North Carolina made 31 of 56, 55% from the field, and shot 44%, 8 of 18 from three point range, and outscored the Blue Devils 21 12 from the free throw line. Duke was was a mere 40%, while Carolina held to 55%, as I mentioned. 18% for the Blue Devils beyond the arc. Man, free throw line was only 75%. They had 31 rebounds to Carolina's 38, 15 turnovers to Carolina's 20. Still too high of a turnover rate, if you ask me, but Carolina was able to still maintain and pretty much be in control of the game the entire time. Duke had 13 steals, but weren't able to capitalize it. They weren't necessarily in the game at all. If you think about it, Carolina only had two steals on the night. Your scoring leaders, it was a three-way tie between Armando, Kerwin, and Caleb Love with 18 points. Kerwin was certainly bouncing back after a rough go. Against the Syracuse Orange, he hit four of seven from three-point range. While Love showed his guard play was improving, he is in a different mode when it comes to do games and had seven assists. Armando doing his thing per usual. The guy that we've been knowing throughout this entire season just went cold a couple times this year. But the true winner of the night to me was certainly Garrison Brooks, who went down literally one play in the game, made a shot, fell down on Matthew Hurt's foot. Had to go back to the locker room. He thought his ankle was going to go bad. Of course, you're like, listen, it's senior night. Put as much tape as you can around me. Let me get back out there. And he certainly did. and was hitting shots, hitting jumpers, mind you. That was just on a different level, acting totally different as some of his former teammates were tweeting out throughout the night. Key things to note, right? Duke outscored UNC 46-28 in the paint, which is unusual for the Tar Heels. Normally, they are... Big city, right? It's all about their bigs feeding them, them nicely throughout the night. 46 to 28, though, the Blue Devils outscored the Heels. They outscored them off turnovers 23 to 16, and they tied for fa- fast break points at eight. What it all boiled down to was perimeter shooting and at the free throw line, which is rare <laughs> from the Tar Heels for that to be a reasoning, but here we are. Carolina also had an amazing bench on Saturday night, putting up 73 points to Dukes 7. As you know, it is tradition for the seniors to start. So you saw K.J. Smith out there. You saw Walker Miller out there doing their thing. Walker Miller taking a nice charge of with- brought serious energy to the Tar Heels bench as they were encouraging their guys to get out there and take a commanding lead, which is what they did from start to finish again, pretty much in control and nobody ever really got going for Duke, right? Matthew Hurt, who was in conversations to be the ACC player of the year put up 14 points, which was third to Mark Williams's 18 and DJ Stewart's 16 points, right? He was a non-factor in both meetings, which I don't know if, The rival got the best of him or it's just on brand for the year, which it really can't be, right? If you're in consideration to be ACC player of the year. As we know, if you've been tuning into the Twitterverse, Moses Wright ended up being the ACC player of the year, deservedly so, along with his teammate, Jose Alvarado, who was the defensive player of the year. They gave Carolina trouble from start to finish. (laughs) So kudos to them. But I I just think all the flack that folks were giving are giving Garrison Brooks for his preseason player of the year nod. Don't show the same energy for Matthew Hurt, especially in a matchup of this caliber. I don't know if you guys are tuning into the game, but you know, Jay. Phyllis is key for, you know, all his Duke love, of course, right? As much as we try and be biased, we all show a little bit of extra love to the team that we play for, but it just seemed as if they weren't getting as hard on Duke about not being in this game at all whatsoever as they should have been. But a man who clearly needs to pretend like every game is a Duke game is Caleb Love, right? As I mentioned before, he is a different person when he plays the Blue Devils because he brings that savage energy every time. So I want him to keep that same energy as he heads into the tournament, friend, because, listen, you're going to have to be that guy. You're going to have to be Mr. Assist Man. You're going to have to make some key shots when you feel like the team is just a little bit rattled or out of control. Get us back together. Get us back on track. Right. We're going to need that from Caleb. We're going to need that from RJ, especially as we hit into tournament play. Right. Because everything is up. The Annie, everything is intense. You know, it's winner go home in so many regards. But I want to know, right? Did any of y'all feel nervous about Carolina being so dominant against Duke for what that will mean for the tournament? As we know, this has been a a team who is consistently inconsistent, right? They've been a team that will play, put up 99 points in one game and then get blown out in the next. Marquette, CC Marquette, (laughs) CC Syracuse, right? They'll just fall asleep at the wheel. So, I'm trying to figure out what team am I going to get heading into the tournament. I don't know. Of course, a team riding high off a of Duke win came back and blew it against the Clemson team <laughs> the very next week. So, I don't want to be too confident in this Duke win because I just know this team too well to get my hopes up that things are going to go great because excellence is the standard. And I think that Caroline, whilst Caroline has done well. This year, they certainly can do better. But we'll talk about that later in the show. But I just have a weird feeling that this this might be a first-round knockout. I don't know. I don't want to be that girl. But (laughs) I'm not feeling great about it. After the game, Tar Heels are going to be the number six seed and earn the first round bye in next week's conference, or this week's conference, rather. The 10th-seeded Duke will play number 15 Boston College in Tuesday's first round which, you know, I feel like Boston College is having a very, very down year and it should be a good win for the Blue Devils, but you never know, right? Tournament brings out the best of everybody. The Blue Devils finish the regular season without a winning record for the first time since 94-95. Duke has made 24 consecutive NCAA appearances, the second longest active streak of its kind, but will likely have to win five games in as many days at the ACC tourney to earn a berth this year. The Blue Devils' longest streak win streak this season is four. So there's that. All right. So now I think Carolina's pretty safe in that regard, right? I don't see Carolina having any trouble, but you know it would be nice just to have a strong showing, (laughs) just, you know, solidify our spot. So we're not having to play a number one seed and get knocked out early. Right. So there's that, but I hope you guys are invested in it. You're gearing up. I know we're not used to the normal. Well, some people can go to the games, but most of us will be at home, but it's still the same experience. I know if, if you have any kind of tournament feelings back when you were in middle school, high school, right. Parents took you out. This was, you know, A long four-day weekend for you. You and the fam went to go cheer on your respective teams. You sat through some games in order to see yours and it's such a tradition here in North Carolina. So I'm looking forward to seeing that for you guys. But I want to talk briefly about this new Blue Chew, right? Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable form and at a fraction of the cost. Blue Chew's tablets combat all forms of ED and can help men gain extra confidence for when it's time to perform. Blue Chew is an online prescription service, so no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy, and it ships right to your door in a discreet package. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical professionals, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online. BlueChew's licensed medical providers work with you to find the right ingredient and strength for your prescription. Don't like swallowing pills? No problem here. BlueChew's side, BlueChew's, Sliddenfil, and Tadalafil Tablets are chewable. Blue Chews tablets are made in the USA and they prepare and ship direct. So it's cheaper than a pharmacy. So if you can benefit from extra confidence when it's time to perform, visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And they've got a special deal for my listeners here. Try Blue Chew free when you use promo code locked on at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's bluechew.com, promo code locked on to receive your first month free. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. There is only one place that has you covered, and one place we trust betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag. and use that promo code locked on for your 50% welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. You don't want to miss some exciting times when it comes to the ACC tournament and the NCAA tournament. It is going to be a great time to cheer on your Tar Heels, to cheer on your underdog teams that you like to support throughout the NCAA tournament. All of that is going to be available to you. So sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Locked On Today, a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get podcasts. And I promise you, if you listen today, you might hear a familiar voice. Got to talk about the Tar Heels, more importantly, the ACC overall, the landscape and all that good stuff. So make sure you tune into that. It should be a fun time. Now, we want to close up talking about the Carolina Duke game here with Roy himself. In an opening statement, he talked about just what it means to win. On Senior Day saying, quote, the only thing to open it with is I'm very pleased to win a game on Senior Day. It's always been extremely important to me. When I was an assistant here for 10 years, we never lost Senior Day. In 15 years at Kansas, we never lost Senior Day. We messed it up and lost three of them in the 18 years that I've been here. But it's always extremely important to me to allow seniors to go out the right way. The last game they play in their building, regardless of where it is, whether it's Carmichael, smith Center or Allen Fieldhouse. That's important to me. And it very much so is. We saw the emotions of Garrison Brooks and Company. It was a time where, listen, when you realize it's going to be the last, especially on that stage and wearing Carolina jersey, it hits different. So kudos to those guys for getting the W for them. When talking about. Kissing the court post game, a lot of people mentioned Roy took the time to just, you know, take it all in. Coach said, yeah, we only lost one game there. And I've always thought I've loved the home arena and what we are doing. And this year, the home court was not fans. It was a familiarity of the basket, familiarity with the floor, familiarity with the backdrop, backdrop background. I'd like to go back over and play the Marquette game again, but it's not like golf. You don't get a mulligan. End quote. All right, Coach, familiarity Have to say that three times fast, right? But as he mentioned, you know, there's no place like Carolina. There's no place like playing like Carolina. There's no place like rooting on your Tar Heels. And I'm so glad that we are getting back to some sense of normalcy. Encourage you all to, you know, do whatever you can to be able to cheer on the heels next season. It sounds like, and I feel the energy of, we're probably going to have fans in Keenan, you know, switching over to football for a second this fall. So I'm hoping that we get that opportunity, right? I think it's important to really just <laughs> get back to, I mean, it's not even normal because there's no such thing, but just get back to a sense where we can enjoy things again without having to be super anxious. I know for myself personally, that is something I look forward to, right? All right. So switching gears to women's basketball, right? For the second year in a row, the women's UNC women's basketball teams leaving the ACC conference, very early, they left, right? We all know the NC State ended up taking down Louisville in a great game. I don't know if you guys love women's basketball, and I'm new to it. I'm not even going to hold you. I'm not, you know, you know women's basketball group. am not even going to tell that lie. But I know this season has been fun for me not, to not only cover the Tar Heels, but to just see the ACC landscape as a whole. And, man, Alyssa Kinane, Raina Perez, Dana Evans, it was a great, great matchup. Dana Evans probably won the quickest – Guards, I've seen since, uh, what's my girl's name? I'm seeing her face right now, and I cannot draw her name to save my life. But she used to play for the Washington Mystics. And I'm going to recall her name by the end of the show. And that's just tough, man. She is short, quick, and mighty. Like, oh, that's just hurting my feelings right now that I can't call her name. So we're going to take a brief. I'm going to keep talking, but I have to look it up. Because if I don't, it's going to drive me insane, right? You know when you're just trying to figure something out and then be like, oh, well, I'll just edit it later. No, 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 no. I have to figure it out. I have to let y'all know that when it comes to all-time greats, all-time women playing, we have to give it up for Ivory Ladder. There it is. Woo. That was going to bother me. You hear me? That was going to bother me. And I'm going to keep this in here because I feel like it's important to let you guys know that it's not a perfect show, but we get it right when we can. i Lada. Who was arguably one of the best point guards to ever play the game for in a UNC uniform, right? We have some serious guard play happening on Carolina stage as we gear up for what should be a great season next year. I mean, we're gonna talk about the tournament. I don't think that they're going to go further than the second round. I'll give them second round energy, right? But they have a bright future ahead of them as they have four. Uh, one of the top recruiting classes in the country, right? So they have a lot of people coming in on top of the Alyssa Uspies and Deja Kellys of the world. But for the time being, Carolina was taken down by to the Demon Deacons, 82-71. to 71. This was the same time last year that Wake Forest, who clearly has Carolina's number, took them down. But again, the bright spots being Carolina freshman Alyssa Uspie scoring career-high 23 points, shooting 11 for 17, and Deja Kelly having nine points now averaging that that many 19 points over the past five games you know Stephanie Watts going out with 15 Janelle Bailey going out with 12 doing their damnedest I hope to see them play at the next level right it was just not Carolina's night over the tournament span but coach Banghart said listen there are a lot of bright spots for this program I know we're all proud of how far we've come and we want to really show and march how good we are so listen Carolina's ceiling is absolutely the roof for them. They could certainly be a great team. It just the consistency factor is what's going to be key for them as they move forward, right? Janelle Bailey, something to note, scored her 1,700th point and grabbed her 1,000th rebound in the loss to Wake Forest, becoming the fifth player to do so in program history to pass both milestones. She is the 16th Tar Heel and seven, with 1,700-plus points in eighth, With 1,000-plus rebounds, with 12 points and 10 boards, Janelle registered her 44th career double-double. She ranks fourth among all active Division I players in career double-doubles. So, again, can't wait to see her play at the next level. The Tar Heels now await the announcement of the NCAA tournament bracket, which will happen on March 15th. So they've got about a week, and then play begins on March 21st. So there is that. But I know you guys are ready for something I've been gearing up for for about a week now. (laughs) We've been telling you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while, actually. Right. I've been telling you about my journey, about my fitness journey. Follow me on Peloton Get Right Coop, right? Every single morning. We get some rides in, so feel free to join at any time, right? But Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever because it's amazing with low calorie low sugar high protein and high fiber part of and it can be a part of the keto diet it's amazing tasting protein bar with 100 percent chocolate on all bars but now the time has come to find out which bar built bar is the best because we now have for you built bar madness going along with the march theme right you figure might as well vote for your favorite today's matchup is almond crisp versus churro puff, and peanut butter brownie versus raspberry. I'm not gonna hold you, but peanut butter brownie, you know, definitely up there for me if I was going to give him in a round. Haven't tried churro puff, but it sounds and I don't know what the puff part is. <laughs> Can't go wrong with a churro, but that puff is a little bit. A little bit suspect. I go with the almond crisp on that one there. So make sure you guys go to billbar.com or to at built built underscore bar. That's at built underscore bar on Twitter to vote. Remember to use promo code locked on 20 to get 20% off your next order. That is locked on 20 to get 20% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar ever. No pressure, just vibes. (laughs) That's all we want here for our time as we gear up for yet another great opportunity to get some Bar. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson host locked ons Peacock and Williamson every Monday through Friday. Brian and Matt give you the national perspective all around the NFL, covering the latest news and insight on every gang, team, and move around the NFL. Get your picks, previews, and much more every weekday with the Peacock and Williamson Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe wherever you get podcasts. All right, so we're going to end up. Around the show, talking about the fact that North Carolina big man Armando Baycott was named to third team All ACC, while Dayron Sharp and Caleb Love were named to the ACC freshman team this morning, Monday morning, right? So congrats! To, so congrats to these guys on a great opportunity, a great season for them. I think Caleb Love's two Duke game performances certainly put him up there in that conversation. As we know, Dayron has been the freshman, most talked about freshman, but especially about whether or not he'll stay. I think if Carolina makes a nice run, he is out of here, unfortunately. But, you know, if he's smart, take your talents, go make some money, right? But first, let's get through these tournaments. The ACC tournament schedule is as follows. Tuesday, tomorrow, we've got Pitt versus Miami, Duke versus Boston College, Notre Dame versus Wake Forest. It's going to be some great games, right? Especially, to me, that Pitt-Miami-Notre Dame-Wake Forest game. <laughs> Especially that Notre Dame-Wake Forest game because that winner will play North Carolina at 9 p.m. we got the late game on ACC Network on Wednesday, Lord help us, I'm going to have to get coffee because you know I don't play by them 9 o'clock games. Things ridiculous. <laughs> we should start at 12, 2, 6, and 8, <laughs> please. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> but it's okay. I'm going to hold it down for the squad. On Wednesday, you'll also see Syracuse, NC State, Clemson, the Pitt Miami winner, and Louisville and the Duke Boston College winner. Duke-Louisville potentially having a rematch would be a nice game. See if Matthew Hurt can get it back together. So that will be – the Wednesday night schedule. And then of course, you'll finally enter Virginia Georgia tech and Florida state into the conversation as well as Virginia tech, who will not have played a game (laughs) in a good minute with all of their COVID pauses. So man, that should be a nice, nice winner for whoever gets that opportunity, Carolina. Okay. Are you listening? So Carolina has a good path to being in the semifinals and the championship It's just a matter of can this Carolina team lock in, night in and night out, right? The whole consistency vibe (laughs) is what ultimately Carolina is looking for. I think we all know what Carolina could be. We know Carolina's potential. We know the ceiling is the roof for Carolina. But can they get out of their own way? Carolina is its biggest Achilles heel, (laughs) period, right? If you put numbers numbers, stats to stats, player to player, Carolina has what it takes. They just have to step up consistently. That's all it is. And it can be done, right? It can be done. They're going to play in Greensboro. It ain't like they got to travel too far. So hopefully they feel the Chapel Hill vibes as they go with them. You know, Carolina fans show out nicely. So however it happens, we'll root for them and we'll report it here at Locked On Heels at Candace D. Cooper. If you want to follow on Twitter, make sure you do that. We'll have a recap for you guys. It should be a fun time. So let's get it started. All right, so hope you guys come back tomorrow for a good energy and good vibe as we prep you for, again, the Notre Dame-Wake Forest game, and we'll give you a recap of that on Wednesday as Carolina preps to beat that winner of that matchup. So here we are. We'll get, get you locked and loaded. So make sure you guys come back again and see me. Hope you guys have a great day. Make sure you download, subscribe to the podcast. And I look forward to talking to you all soon. As always, go Heels. You are locked on Tar Heels. Your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.